Hey folks, and welcome to Drinking Alone with Friends, a podcast where three friends drink alone together. My name's Chris. What up? It's Todd. And I'm Obert. And uh, for the first time tonight, Todd has nothing to say. <laughs> I've got more to say. Let's hear it. I ordered a new desk chair today. Yeah. yeah. What's wrong with your? Didn't you? Well, you had this whole saga about yeah. your last desk chair. Yeah, and I'm still What's... not. I'm still not satisfied with the one that I have. Okay, obviously. And now that I'm going to be working from home, I feel like I need to get a better chair. So because you've uh, only been working from home on average like four and a half days over the last three years. <laughs> Two. Yeah, I guess yes. But yeah, I needed. I felt like I needed a new chair. Something with a little bit more support, something a little bit more comfortable. Uh, so I'm I'm working on that. I'm back on that saga. Back on that game. Is your new job paying for the chair? No. Oh, see, that's what you gotta you gotta convince your new employer. You want me to work from home? You gotta give me a chair. Yeah. Have you signed the contract yet? Can you put a chair clause in there? <laughs> I, I already I already signed the contract, but they did say that they would buy office supplies. Like I could buy office supplies if I wanted to. I don't know. Oh if, yeah. I don't know if chair qualifies as office supply. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, my my job bought me a printer. They I got bought one of those. me a monitor. That too. Chairs right up there. I mean, if I wanted a standing desk, they'd get me one of those. But I already have one of those. Yeah. Then what's a chair? Isn't that big of a stretch? You know. Well, so the chairs right. I was looking at, you know, when you start down the old uh, Google, the Google path, uh, the chairs that come as best office chairs are quite pricey. Well, that's because they know businesses are paying for it. Right. Like we're talking like two grand for a chair. So uh, no. Yeah, I would say that's a good price for a mattress. <laughs> <laughs> for like a bed set, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, so I'm currently on the lookout for a chair, but I did order one today. It was on super sale. It was one of those two thousand uh, dollar uh chairs, but it was on like it was like half off. Okay. So I ordered that. So it's on its way. Um. So I'm pretty excited about that. You want to share the brand? Uh, it's Herman Miller. Oh, okay. So you're paying. You're paying for the name. And right. uh, it's it's the Embody chair. Mm. Or Embo- now, didn't Embody. Ca- wasn't wasn't Herman Miller the the brand that we get, that canceled because they had the garbage CEO? I you didn't hear this this news story. I, I, that's what this, I, was I did not look into. I did not look into the social justice warrior aspect of this before I bought oh, my yeah. chair. So and I'm gonna Google this just to make sure I'm not disparaging the wrong company. But Herman Miller, basically the CEO, like had a company wide. Uh, video conference where she announced that she was like canceling everybody's bonuses, but she was still getting like a $1.5 million bonus. Oh, okay. And, yeah. I, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't, I've heard, I heard the story. I did not hear. I don't I hope that's the case. It was. Uh, yeah. And I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it is. It is Herman Beller CEO. So great. Um, you're supporting, you're supporting this, um, this woman who, uh, Basically, the entire internet hates right now. Did, did this really happen? Or are you just making this? Oh, up? Oh yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not making this up. Um, uh, so yeah, she basically t- just told her entire company, like, "Suck it up. You're not getting a bonus this year." While she gave herself a big one. Fantastic. That's so good. Jeez, yeah. Tud. Why? Why are you supporting such a terrible human being? Well, I, it probably works out because it's probably why their stuff's half off. That's right true. Now. That's true. Yeah. Listen, I will say this. The, the reason what sold me on this chair so far is, A, I get to try it for 30 days, and if I don't like it, I can return it for free. B, if I do happen to like it, the chair comes with a 12-year warranty, bumper to bumper. So, it's a long time to have a chair, and if it breaks, they'll fix it. 
Yeah. My chair doesn't even have bumpers. So <laughs> that's like a nice perk that you got there. You, you got to get on that bumper train, that bumper, that bumper chair train. Apparently. Yeah. Now, didn't you, didn't you, weren't you entertaining previously a secret labs chair? Was that, was that you? Yeah. So after research, a lot of people don't seem to like any of the gaming chairs. Um, haven't seemed to find, haven't seemed to have found a, a review site that, that actually likes standard gaming chairs. So if you look at this chair and I, you know, listeners, I encourage you all to Google this, but the Herman Miller M-Body, E-M-B-O-D-Y, they have a gaming chair, which is what I bought because that's the one that was on sale. Um, it's, it's branded by Logitech and it, it seems pretty nice. Um, I went, I drove all the way down to Westport to sit in it before I decided to buy it. So it is, it is pretty comfortable. It better be for a thousand bucks. I know, right? That's how, that's well, how it's just not thinking. even, it's on, it's more expensive now than it was when I bought it two days ago. They got to make go. back that bonus somehow. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, you bought low, so you could just flip around, you know, sell it, sell it high. I did try to buy used, by the way, and they still sell used for about what I was going to pay for a new one. Cheese and rice. That's crazy. So I, uh, yeah. the chair market nowadays, who saw this one coming? Everybody talks about I, how expensive movie theater popcorn is. I don't think we're talking enough about the the chair explosion. Chairflation. Chairflation. There you go. Apparently Herman Miller thought about it. Golly. Yeah. It's like, I hope, hope you're sitting down, but care, <laughs> carefully, because you don't want to break your chair. No, well, if you do, it's got a 12-year warranty. It's fine. There you go. Uh, famously, listeners may not know this, but um, the computer chair I'm sitting in... I've had it since college, and I paid zero dollars for it. It was, um, it was acquired from the university. Uh, yeah, generous donation on their part, uh, scavenged, and um, I love it. So the, that was that was 2010, 20, 2009 I got this chair. And um, are you past the statute of limitations for uh, theft? I don't know what you're talking about, um, but yes, <laughs> um, I am. No, I. Um, this is. Uh, a steel case, which I, I really like them. They they make good stuff. So that's what I have now, and it's not the most comfortable of chairs. I think you and I actually have the same chair. Interesting. Yeah, I love I love this chair. I would um I hope that they bury me in it. I don't need a coffin. <laughs> Just dig a hole, put my corpse in this chair, and it'll, it, it'll be fine. You know, you don't need, it's a smaller hole. It's true. Weirder shaped hole, but true. Yeah. <laughs> So all this chair talk is making me thirsty. <laughs> I guess it's time to drink some beer. Uh, yeah, no, I demand an update, Tud Chair update on future episodes. You gotta let us know how the chair voyage goes. But until then, all we can do is sit back in our existing chairs, drink some beers, and um, just imagine how comfy it's going to be, you know? It's true. I'm going to drink my beer dreaming of my chair. What beer is that? <sighs> So this woman received $3.9 million incentive pay last year on top of her $1.1 million salary um, after canceling her the bonuses after they didn't hit the $26 million sales goal. I wish I had that much money. It would be nice. It would suck to have the whole internet hate you, though. Yeah, that's true. People do it all the time, though. Like, literally all the time. <laughs> have the internet hate them. True. That happens, and then it fades away. Yeah. So uh, this week I am drinking a beer that was actually inspired by the beer that you had two weeks ago, Obert. Um, and I am drinking a Jester King, Mr. Mingo. Ooh. Hmm. Oh, the Jester King. I like to see it. So this is a farmhouse ale brewed with hibiscus. 
Uh, as you can see, it's a guy wearing a pink shirt uh, with flamingos around him. And I think he's supposed to be the king of the flamingos. Hence the name Mr. Mingo. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. I'm expecting this beer to be very pink. I haven't had great luck with hibiscus beers. I like hibiscus tea. But it's a really hard flavor to marriage, marry with some hops, I think. It just doesn't work out. I, I agree. And I think... Um, that's what kind of intrigued me about this beer, because if anybody can do it, it's Jester King. And if, Good point. And if nobody can do it, then Jester King certainly won't be able to, and uh, it's impossible. So we'll know. Well, this is the true <laughs> hibiscus test, if it's possible. So um, it did pour very uh, pinkish. Uh, it's completely see-through. Oh, um, yeah. The light but, The light uh, helps. I was like, that does not look pink, but... Yeah. A T-Rex is 100% finding you in this. Oh, yeah. You're dead. Yeah. I can he, see yeah. I can see Obert blink his eyes through this thing. <laughs> oh yeah. On the nose, it does indeed smell like a farmhouse with hibiscus. Um true to the flavor or true to the 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 scent is true to what it's supposed to be, I guess. I wonder if it's going to be sour. Uh let's find out. Drum roll. So I will say this, Obert. Um, I think I think this is one that that would be for you. Uh, first of all, this weighs in at four point eight percent ABV, but this does have this does do the hibiscus very well. Um, it's not overpowering. It's not not there. Um, definitely has a little bit of that farmhouse kind of funk. Funk, yeah. It's got a little bit of funk, but not overly sour. Um, slightly tart, and that kind of fades into that earthly kind of herbalness of a of a hibiscus tea, which is. Very well done. Um, the aftertaste gives you very much the tea flavor versus the the standard farmhouse where you know you might have that funk on the you know on the lingering on your tongue. This kind of dissipates that, and it also kind of finishes a little dry, um, which is interesting. I guess that's from the tea itself, not from the farmhouse, because I don't usually recall farmhouses leaving your mouth dry like a dry wine. I mean, they're not juicy. It's true, right? Uh, very well done, though. Uh, Perfectly balanced beer, you know. Like I said, this is a this is a lawn mowing beer if I've ever met one before. Uh, weighing in at four point eight percent ABV, not a lot of other flavors besides that kind of that that farmhouse funk and that herbalness. This would be great on say an eighty degree day in Montana, staring at the mountain. Hell yeah! Overall, I'm gonna give this give it a solid four. Uh, I think this is a good beer. You know, not my favorite Chester King beer I've ever had, but it's certainly very well done for what it is and what it's trying to do. Is and which which is be the best hibiscus beer I think I've ever had. <laughs> so uh, I guess let me dive into that a little bit more. So like you said, not the best Jester King beer you ever had. Like, is this not really what they normally do? They generally do farmhouse sales. So this is this does fit their wheelhouse from that. Um, generally, their farmhouse sales that I enjoy tend to have a little bit more fruit to them. So something with maybe some blueberries or some raspberries or something like that. That's usually my go-to Jester King beer. Their IPAs, Chris, you can back me up here because you've been there. Their IPAs are good. They're not. Right. It's they're not Pint House Brewing Company. They're not Spindle Tap. They're not. They're not doing anything like any New England style ultra juicy. They're more of a farmhouse style ale brewery. Yeah. Right. Yeah. A lot of their stuff. Uh, like we did a couple flights there and. Even on tap, I don't even remember if they had an IPA on tap when I went. It was like all farmhouse stuff. Very good. Some of it was way off the wall, like, you know, 
stuff you probably wouldn't think of putting in a beer, but they did anyway. They were just like, yeah, this was lying around. But it like all of them were, were pretty solid. I know Dana didn't care for them. She's not too crazy on like the off the wall farmhouse like sours. It's but. yeah, you have to. I think you have to have an adventurous beer palate yeah. to really enjoy those. But I do. And well, when I was at the store and I saw that we had all these Jester King beers in Montana, I sent you guys a picture being like, what do you recommend? And they have a lot of like 750 bombers um, that I was like, wanted to try out. I got brought that table beer. I really want to have another one, but I'm like, I don't want to bring too many Jester Kings to the show. So maybe it'll be like an off podcast thing. But so that's why I'm really curious, like what you think they do really well. The, the bombers tend to be what I go to the most. Obviously getting them from Austin, Texas to Connecticut is difficult. So I brought cans, and this is what they happen to have in cans at the time. But my my general go-to is to get one of their bombers. A lot of those farmhouse sales are done in the bombers. I think that's probably the best way I've had them is out of the bottle. Kind of reminds me of a little bit of Hill Farmstead type of vibe to it where they name them unique names and they've got their release schedule that they release their certain beers every single year. But then they also do Mm. their special beers that they release, you know, whenever the hell they do them. Um, Also kind of reminds me a little bit of Treehouse where they, they, you know, Farmhouse, the Treehouse's farmhouse sales, the ones that they put in the bottles, the, the Zanatas and the Anatas and all those that they're throwing into bottles. Generally, Jester King is doing those same things where they'll have either like these these dry farmhouse style ales or they'll have those super sour ales that like Chris was talking that like Dana doesn't really like mm. where they're just like they're made to compete with like a Cantillion. Yeah, super, super pucker factor. Yeah, yeah. like the... The warhead on the sour scale, yeah, yeah, and the the, the spontaneously fermented beer, kind of like uh, Area Two for Two Roads, right? But you don't have any like, there's no like flagship bomb or sour from them that you would say like this is the one you got to get. It's because it rotates so much. It's like they don't really have a flagship sour. I'm I'm sure they do. I don't think I've ever had the same Jester King beer twice. And I've tried their. I've tried to find their beer every time I'm in Texas. I try to find their beer, but it's always it's always different. Okay, good to know. Chris, so anyway, I, I distracted you. You said that you gave this a four. Yeah, I was going to say, Chris, did you have? Did you figure out if they had a flagship while you were down there? I know you generally like to talk to the the employees more than than I do. Um, no, I was honestly suffering from a meat coma. I think we talked about this after my trip. It was after I went to the all you can eat meat place. So the Salt Lake. Yeah, the Salt Lake. There you go. And um, so I didn't really do a lot of talking. I didn't drink it. I honestly, I wish I saved it for a different day because I didn't drink. I didn't drink as much as I probably didn't would appreciate have. it. Yeah, because yeah. I was just full of meat. It was too many meats. The meat was honestly, delicious, but it was. I was the same way. I came from the all-you-can-eat meat place, and yep, that's how they do. It. That's how they get you. <laughs> um, but you're not no, driving I, all the way out into Texas if you're if you're not going to that meat place, and you're not going to drive all the way out there and not stop by Jester King either. So that is true. Ying and a yang. Um, but I have Mr. Mingo Hibiscus Edition in front of me okay. on a, on a on a beloved beer rating app, and uh, out of 114 people, what do you think? Uh, I seeing 3,070. Are you for Mr. Mingo for Jester King? Are you looking at the Hibiscus Edition? I'm not, but I assumed that they would all be Hibiscus. No, there's strawberry and raspberry and batch two. Okay, because. Raspberry and vanilla. So the the Mr. Mingo description is with Roselle hibiscus. Ooh, we got a we got a co- controversy. Yeah, this mm. does, this just says Mr. Mingo, and it just it's it's look at this can. Compare the pictures. 
Well, one of them has a picture. That... Oh no. Did they split it up? Did some goofball split this up? Well, oh, let's see. Hold on. Let me go to Mr. Mink. Okay. Listen, we got to we got to oh, we got a con controversy. Um all right. Well, then in that case, let's go with 3070 because there there are people checking in this exact beer as a yeah, so I guess I guess some some goofball split it into two separate categories. Shout out to shout out to Obert for the the expert sleuthing. <laughs> <laughs> that that is a good move by Obert to to make this a little bit more difficult on me. So now now if I'm wrong, no 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 one... three thousand is way easier than one hundred check ins. Maybe Todd, I'll let you choose. Which one do you want to go by? Yeah, which one do you want? We'll go you got to decide. We'll go with the three thousand. I don't want any controversies. I don't want to be lumped in with the bozo who. Uh, Decided to make his own entry because he likes to live in a world on a, of his own. <laughs> um, I'm going to say people are going to like it. Uh, people like Jester King generally. Um, you know, hop hype, I guess. I don't know if people are going to be as high as me, though. So I'm going to say 3.88. All right. You're a little, you're a little high. A little high. Uh, All right. It's, a, it's actually a 3.71. Wow. Yeah. What's the yeah. other? What's the other one? You see, you're, I don't even want to tell you because you're going to be mad. You're going to be mad about <laughs> 3. it. 3.88. Yeah. Is it really? No. It's a it's a 3.71 as well, actually. <laughs> oh, really? They're the same, yeah. <laughs> oh, after all that controversy. <laughs> uh, I, well, I thought it was just funny. I was like, that's why I was That's why I was like, go ahead and choose. You pick. <laughs> right, right. But yeah, so 3.71. Yeah, my Jester King was off last time. I was I was a lot higher, too. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, maybe there isn't as much hot pipe or... There is hot pipe, but the people that go are go because of the hot pipe are like, "Ew, this is not a good beer." I just I think know. that some people just don't like farmhouse style ales, and they get Jester King gets knocked for it. But like, if you talk to like the real beer lovers, they're like, "No, Jester King's great." Yeah, I mean, can definitely see that. Yeah, Obert, if I were you, I'd go back and buy those bombers. I don't know how much they're selling them for. Yeah, it was in that picture. Oh no, I got it now. So I know one of their their normal ones is that one with the lion on it. Noble King. Yeah, that's one of their. That's one of their like. It's a hoppy farmhouse ale, which, mm, I mean, sure, but not what I go to farmhouse ales for. I would say at that price, at fifteen ninety nine, that's about what you're paying at the brewery or fourteen ninety nine. I would probably buy one of each of those and try them all. Yeah, the final entropy is a Kolsch inspired farmhouse beer, and then the Providence is lemon and lime. So. So yeah, I would go with. I would try, like Pokemon. Gotta try them all. Anyway. Um, all right, so not bad on the board. 0.17. Disappointing. I'm Correct. really falling behind these past couple of weeks. You're on a bit of a cold stretch. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hot touch summer hasn't gotten here yet. No, still heating up. Not, <laughs> not that hot Montana summer we have over here. But Chris, the floor is yours. What do you got for us tonight? All right, so I have a, I have a bit of an interesting one. Um, I think I talked about it a little bit. I don't remember if I talked about it at, too much. But I had a friend come down. Um, they were visiting North Carolina. Uh, they're originally from Maine, and uh, they came down, and they were like, oh, what do you want? And I was like, just bring me anything local, like, whatever you can find. Like, I, I'll drink anything. Like, you know, you're, you're not going to offend me, except for coconut. Get a coconut out of here. Um, and they brought me down uh, something from Maine that's uh, pretty pretty interesting. And uh, for those of you that may or may not know, maybe, well, actually, here we go, a pop quiz. Does anybody know what, like, the official... I'm gonna Lobster. say I'm gonna say quote unquote official like uh, snack of uh, Maine is still going with lobster. <laughs> uh, blueberries? No, that's a good guess it too. Is a good, it is a good a good guess. Uh, whoopie pies. I don't know if you guys knew that they're they're really big on their whoopie pies up there. I have seen them around in my time in Maine. 
Yeah, they, they sell them at like the gas stations and stuff. Now, the officialness of it, I am, you know, not, not going to claim to. Um, but they brought me a classic Wicked Whoopie, Whoopie Pie Stout from Rising Tide Brewing Company. So, apparently this is, they, they were talking about it. Uh, apparently, like, like official, official Whoopie Pie won't just put their name on anything. So, you know it has to be good. So Okay, um, okay. We're not going to get into a, a whole uh, Bojangles situation like we did last do you week. have no. the ice I, I did oh yeah i did i did have the ice yes um no, i mean it, for this one but yeah go into the bojangles oh, thing no yeah oh, sorry yeah the bojangles better on ice i i don't know why like it was so bad <laughs> off ice and then i had it on ice still not great don't get me wrong not great but it was it was better so you know if you're gonna have the bojangles sweet tea make sure you have the ice i I didn't want to interrupt your whoopie pie beer to get into this discussion. Oh, okay. But but Sal on our Discord pointed out that they found a review of this Bojangles. Um, oh yeah, iced tea. Which like you know we sometimes pull out reviews from from Untapped and we talk about them and we usually laugh about how wrong they were. This one blew my mind. It, I could not comprehend what this person was saying. And what you were saying, because it, on the surface, this person looks like I would trust them with my life when it came to <laughs> to recommending a beer. They had 4,500 check-ins, right? And it wasn't like they're all fives, right? Their average is a 3.86, normal bell curve. You could see they gave like very, very few fives, like less than 100. And they gave Bojangles Hard Sweet Tea a 5.0. Yeah. And the comment is, tastes just like the real thing. And like, they were not drinking the same thing you were. There's no way. No. Uh, like, like, how is that possible? No, it's, it is impossible. And, or like, where, because I saw this review too. And I think we read it on the podcast. Like, no. I think it was one of the ones we read real quick as we were just scrolling down. I mean, it's, I guess it's possible. It's possible we did. I, I don't remember. Um, but like, I almost want to send you guys. I wish I could buy like a can of just regular sweet tea because their sweet tea is so good. And for anybody to say that they're the same, they're not the same. I, I it's it's baffling to me. Like, you know, I, I have three thousand some odd check ins at this point, And like my, I, my average is a three seven six. So, I mean, we're like in the ballpark. Like, I don't understand. Oh, yeah. I don't understand this. This 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 crazy person. Like, I don't get it. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, it was. I saw yeah. that too. It was. Baffling. Shout out to Sal yeah. for um for bringing that one to the Discord, and I just was like, I cannot, I just can't comprehend this. <laughs> uh, um, no, I, I I couldn't either. But like in uh, the, the, I don't know, it just doesn't make doesn't it doesn't make sense to me. But uh, hopefully, hopefully we get some redemption uh, with the whoopie pie. Um, because I'm I'm excited for this. Uh, it is probably a little too cold. I'm not gonna lie. I just pulled it out not that long ago, so. But crack this bad boy. See what see what we get. Um, it is, I believe, eight percent alcohol. If I'm not mistaken. So uh, Maine's. So it says Maine's official treat. So is so much fun to eat, but eat is crossed out, and they wrote drink. Oh, so silly. You silly rising tide. All right, here we go. So I've been to this brewery. Um, within the past like four months, by the way. Oh really? Yeah, Rising Tide is like is on Fox Street in Portland, Maine. Uh, right on the same road as Good Fire, Lone Pine, Austin Street, uh, Bellflower. They're all they're all on the same road. Bunch of bums. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. 
Uh, well, actually, yeah, it is. It is in Portland, so I'm, I was like, "Oh, okay." I will withhold um, my review of the brewery until after you're done drinking the beer. That's not yeah. like that's not not to influence you, good or bad. Just, <laughs> I will not go into what I'll I'll, I'll explain more on Rising Tide in, in a moment. Rising Tide, yes. Um, Rising Tide. So this is a stout with whoopie pies, cocoa nibs, uh, vanilla, and lactose. So sound honestly sounds like it's going to be pretty sweet, but it's going to be pretty delicious. Um, from what I'm seeing, Dark as Night uh, has a nice little head on it. Kind of a pretty looking, uh, pretty looking stout. Honestly, got that nice like bra- caramel brown head to it. Um, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that. Hold on, officially. Yep, you are. Listen, you don't. If a T Rex is chasing you, you'd be fine. Yeah, you'd be fine or lost because you have no idea where you are. <laughs> So you might still get eaten by the T-Rex, but for different you, reasons. You wouldn't you wouldn't see it coming, though. Um, so on the nose, honestly, I don't get a ton of sweetness on the nose. I was expecting a little bit more. Um, so yeah, head is uh, still there, kicking around a little bit, dissipating a little bit, but it's still there. So let's, uh, let's see. Let's see how this thing tastes. Whoopie pie stout. Cheers to Maine. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm going to go out and I'm going to just, you know, come out with what I thought was going to be the most obvious thing was that um, I thought it was going to be really sweet. It, it has some sweetness to it, but it, it's not, like, overpoweringly sweet, which is good. It works in its favor right here. Um, you know, with all that stuff that was uh, listed, I that's what I was assuming. Um, it's got a little bit more of, like, a bitterness to the backside of it, which is interesting. Um, but going through, it is... Um, it's, it's actually, like, pretty darn good. Uh, I'm trying to, like, pick out whoopie pie, but, like, I'm like... I don't know how you would pick out whoopie pie necessarily when there's... A lot of whoopie pie is the texture. Yeah. Right? So it's like hard to replicate that in a drink. If it's the official snack of Maine or treat of Maine, do people outside of the Northeast know what a whoopie pie is? Should we describe what it is? You should. Oh, that's actually a good point. Yeah, I I don't know. Um, So a whoopie pie is uh, two chocolate, uh, small chocolate cakes... Uh, so to say that are with like a cream uh, cream filling a whip a whipped cream kind of filling in the middle. So um, I won't say it's not actually like whip. It's like I don't know. It's like icing uh, like cream. Icing cream. Yeah. yeah. It's it's it, they're, they're they're they are when made right delicious. Like they're 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 pretty good. I don't know. You guys whip? Well, you guys whoopie pie fans? Oh yeah. I think like there's like a no. little Debbie's or something like that that has a similar sandwich or like yeah. You know, you know what I'm saying? I don't know what it's called, but it's not a whoopie pie. But like, like a devil dog. Yeah. Except, but more of like circular. They're also shapes shapes kind of like a hamburger. Yeah, 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 yeah. One yeah, thing yeah. To point out yeah. too. It's, yeah. it's kind of like a hostess cupcake without the frosting on top. Yeah, yeah. That's a good a good analogy. Um, except it tastes way better. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's, structurally, yeah. 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 I mean, it's it's uh it's not my favorite thing. Um, I tend to think that there there are better treats to be had. I think the cake is a lo- sometimes a little bit too uh, moist, I guess, and so it kind of sticks to your fingers, kind of like too a- sticky. Mm, yeah. yeah, it's it's kind of like a giant ice cream sandwich that that doesn't that has more bread, less filling, and the filling is made out of like 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 icing, I, yeah. like an icing but like fluff kind of too. Like I don't know how to like really describe it. Yeah, everybody knows that the worst part about cake is when it's like really moist. Like, oh yeah! Everybody likes the that dry, dry cake. It's super, super dry I, cake. I'm not a cake guy, and like, you know, the cake, to eat like, a cake, to eat a cake with your fingers is not a not a pastime of mine. 
Not even like a cupcake? Like you're not a cupcake guy, nothing like that? Cupcakes are okay. It's probably the most tolerable piece. Outside of ice cream cake, probably the most tolerable type of cake. We were talking about cake the other day in stream too. Golly, it's a cake It's a cake kind of week. Just a cake week. Yeah. It's cake week, guys. I hear that. Yeah. <laughs> Great British baking shows. It's cake week. Um, but okay, anyways, back to my whoopie pie beer. It's also called a big fat Oreo, apparently. Hmm. All right, so um, more I'm getting used to it. I just had a nice big gulp there. Um, definitely getting the chocolate, the cocoa on the front end, uh, and then it gets sweetened up by the vanilla um, towards the middle, and then it does still have a little bit of bitterness on the backside. It's not. It's not like crate. It's not like you're drinking like an IPA bitter. It's just got you know. It has some of that some like nice hops at the end that like kind of uh, tapered off. It's actually like pretty good. I'm curious how it's going to be as it warms up a little bit more because it is a little cold. I wonder if I'll be able to pull out a little bit more of the the sweetness or whoopie pieness. I guess. Um, okay, let me ask you this: If you had, if this was not labeled a whoopie pie beer, if it was just in a blank can or you never eaten whoopie pie before, uh, would you still enjoy it as much? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 No, this is this. It's a solid stout. I mean, it just is a solid stout. It's got. It's got the cocoa and vanilla, which I mean, honestly, I, like it's not it's not anything super special. Like you know, it's not like oh my god, this is the best beer I've ever had. But it is a good stout. Like no no doubt about that. Um, I think Whoopie Pie is just for uh, you know marketing kind of dealio, but they did a good job on it. Um, it is starting to sweeten up the more I have it. So I don't know if that was just like my tongue acclimating to it a little bit because I had IPAs before this. So. Um, but, but it's good. It's pretty good. Um, I think I'm, I think I'm also going to give mine a four today. I think I'm going to, you know, stick with, stick with a four. Uh, like I said, it's, it's not anything like, it's not earth shattering, but it is a good beer. I'm like happy to have it. So, and I think this is my first rising tide beer, which Tud, very nice. wait until I grade the untapped before you tell me all about it. I will. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. We don't want any, we don't want any, uh, undue influence here. <laughs> Okay, so I have it here on tapped. Um, sidebar, what is the name of this beer? Um, this is called the Classic Wicked Classic Whoopie. Wicked Whoopie. So, over, okay. I'm seeing the same thing you're seeing. It's They're both the same. There's two different check-ins for this one, too, and they're both the same uh, They're the both same the same beer. beer. the Wicked Whoopie and the Classic Wicked Whoopie. Oh, no. It appears um, to be the same. Same description, uh, same ABV. Uh, one has 50 check-ins, one has 92. Oh, Damn it. Uh, the, okay. The class, the one that's called classic wicked whoopee has fifty ratings. The wicked whoopee has ninety two. So give me the classic wicked whoopee because that's that's what the can says. That's what I'm. And that's what you know. That's what you would check in. Yes. If you saw these. Two, that is I true. will right? say yes. that the, des- yeah. the description of wicked whoopee is much more in line with I think what the how the brewery what's on the can how the brewery would yeah. write the description of the beer. Uh, my, my 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 future's in y'all's hands. Just I would probably check it in as the classic without doing. Yeah, this level of research. Yeah. Okay, so fifty people have checked in. Jesus classic Christ. Wicked okay. Whoopi. What did they give it on average? I mean, it's it's pretty good. I know I know very little to nothing about Rising Tide, um, Portland, Maine, big beer town. I can see people shuffling in and out. I feel like they're gonna be right around me. I don't think they're gonna be like too much higher. Like. If they're if they're higher than me at all, I don't even know if they're gonna break four, <sighs> especially with all the breweries that are up there. Um, I'm gonna go three nine eight on the board. 0. 0.07 off with a four point oh five. Okay, okay. And the other one was a three point eight four. 
Right. Big discrepancy. That is a big discrepancy, Just yeah. More showing how how much bullshit on tap. <laughs> well, maybe there is a wicked whoop, whoopee somewhere. I want to say whoopee. I don't know why. It's, I don't know there's why. Not, I mean, based on looking through the reviews and the pictures, it is the same beer. You know, yeah. It looks like wicked whoopee is probably the name of the beer as what Rising Pint calls it, or Rising Tide. I don't know why I want, keep wanting to say Rising Pint. That's what Rising Tide calls it, because it does have, like, the. it's probably what's written on the can is what's written in the description on Untapped. But, so, my thoughts on uh, Rising Tide. Uh, I think it's probably out of the out of the breweries that are on that road, probably the, the lowest performing brewery out of them all. Um, Not to say it's a bad brewery, but we've I've only been there twice. Uh, most recently, a couple months ago, just because we were walking and they were open, because Austin Street was closed and everybody else was closed, they could be better given their surrounding breweries, but they're not terrible. Um, their okay. IPA is average. Um, I got to try this stout now because I don't think I tried one of their stouts the last two times I was there. One time it was eighty-five degrees, and one time I was <laughs> one time I was pretty uh pretty deep in the bag, so <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I didn't, you know, stouts, stouts tend to fall off for me after, you know, intense heat and or, uh, you know, being pretty deep into a drinking day. But, in my opinion, cool little setup, cool brewery, especially when it's warm outside and you can sit outside. They usually have like a lobster roll uh, food truck in their parking lot. But I would skip it most other days. There's so many other good options. Yeah. yeah. That's good to well, know, I, though. I mean. They share a parking lot basically with Austin Street. So I'd rather go to Austin Street. Got you. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense. And for those of you out there that, you know, I know people clamoring all the time. Well, why don't you average the two together? I still would have been 0.07 off. I did the math just in case. Just in case it was going to be like spot on. <laughs> 0.07 either way. But uh, Splitting that difference. That's it. That's right. Anyways. All right. Well, I guess yeah. uh, that leaves me. Yep. Okay. Um, so I have something a little different this week. It's a variety variant of a beer that i know and love um fell in love with probably like five six years ago that was the founders all day ipa perfect beer for being out on the water all day mm-hmm. uh i love it i saw at the store comes in 15 the, packs comes in 15 packs mm-hmm. which is very clutch i saw not a 15 pack but a 12 pack of they have a uh mixed all day series Ooh. so there's the OG All Day, obviously, All Day Haze, West Coast All Day, and the one I'm bringing to you tonight, which is the All Day Crimson Sky, their Session Red IPA. Interesting. Yeah. Um, Session Red IPA. Yeah. And they're all sessions. Um, I've tried most of them, saved this one for tonight. But um, so being all sessions, this one only weighs in at 4.7 ABV, another um, light hitter. Yeah. Is that a phrase? Is that a thing? You, I, I, th- I know I, you could be a heavy hitter. Can I, you be a light hitter? I think we I think we've historically called them crushable on on the crushable yeah, anything lawnmower. Like lawnmower. Anything less than five and a half percent, I think it is. It's crushable. <laughs> yeah. Crushable. <laughs> so let's see. Let me crush this this guy here. Um twelve ounce can, of course. And it's been a while. It's been a minute since I bought a mixed twelve pack. You know, we're always bought bringing these fancy schmancy four packs or bottles to the bod. I'm like, you know what? This one's for the people. 
Um, bit of a crisp pour head on this guy. Uh, and that was not, yeah. not an aggressive pour at all. This just um, bursting with carbonation. Got a solid inch inch on there. You would think after almost 220 episodes that uh, we'd all know how to pour beers like experts. You would. But um, I'm, a lot of times I'll take the blame. This one I'm blaming on the beer. <laughs> you can see it is red. It is indeed red. Um, or at least a red ale color, which looks more amber than red, I would say. Like an Irish red. Um, typical what you would expect to get from this, which is like T-Rex, you'd probably be okay. Velociraptor, you'd be dead. <laughs> um, you know, it's not, it's filtered for sure, but it's not not pale at all, if that makes sense. Let's see if I can, what this red IPA smells like here with the nose taste. Pretty light on the aroma, um, which is true to the original All Day IPA. A little bit more of the caramel malts that you would expect in a red than from the All Day, but it has that same kind of signature sweetness that I attribute to the All Day IPA. Um, I enjoy Founders, especially this is the All Day is kind of the beer I my go-to. I know you guys like the KBS and whatnot from them, yeah. but uh, All Day is, is, if I could pick one beer from the brewery in my draft, that would be the one I would pick. So let's um let's dive in. Let's, cheers, guys. Cheers. Cheers. It's like hard not to gulp it down. That's how, <laughs> good, that's, how that's how sessionable. Crushable. That's how crushable it is. Um, super thin body, uh, just like super easy drinker. You could easily drink four of these after lunch on a slow day. <laughs> it is a beer that d- needs to be gulped. Like you can't take tiny sips of this. You have to drink it. You have to quaff. The whole thing down. You just have to chug it. It's 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 a requirement. It's really chuggable. I'm enjoying it though. Um, not gonna lie, the haze pretty disappointing. Um, it's like you, a poor attempt at a session haze. Um, there's people who do low ABV hazy beers well, but I don't think that they want to produce them as cheaply as Founders does to sell in a mix pack like this. You know what I mean? The Founders All Day IPA I really like because for a 15 pack you're spending. I don't know, twelve ninety nine or something like that. Like, it's not very know, expensive. Right, fifteen, sixteen bucks, something like that. It's about a buck a can, uh, maybe more than that. That's like Bud Light prices, I think. Uh, but pretty, pretty affordable. This is in line with that. Um, so obviously, it's not going to be a five because it's not trying to be a five. It's trying to be an affordable session red IPA, and they hit the mark. I know, Chris, you've always had a soft spot for like ipa variants black ipas white ipas yes whatever um i think you would like this because of that um again it's not gonna blow any socks off might like roll down your cuff a little bit (laughs) may have like a wrinkled sock at the end of the day but still enjoy it a lot still gonna give it solid 375 nice um it's good not bad crushable yeah normally normally for me sessions are I'm not the biggest session fan, but I think, and it's probably thanks to you, but like, I, I do have a fondness for the all day IPA. It's, it's just really good. Um, normally the sessions are, they're, they're always like missing something, but yeah. So I'm, I'd be curious to try this, this, uh, this is a good, it's a good words, good words for it. It's like missing something that, yeah, that like, maybe that's kind of what I was trying to allude to where it's like you just have to drink a lot of it to get it because it's <laughs> it is it is lighter for an ipa yeah you know yeah um the aroma the flavor it's almost like just a little watered down but i'm here for it to be honest so 375 nice so if you had to guess what uh 2122 other of your closest beer drinking friends thought of this what would you guess that they would rate this 
Uh, lower check-in total than I was going to guess. This must be a new one for the, from this year. Because I, I like put the brakes on the shopping cart when I passed by. It's like, oh, what's this? I need to put this 12 pack in my cart right now. So I'm glad I wasn't sleeping on it for too long. Um, but I think the 2,000 people, I mean, it's not going to be below a three and a half. It's not going to be above a four. It's definitely in that this beer is fine zone. So three, six, eight. So you are close. Damn it. Uh, close enough to beat Chris. Damn it. Which is really good at a 3.62. Ugh. Just barely. Damn it. 0.06. Just barely knocking Chris off. So that's a that's an impressive pull right there to uh Golly. to take that yeah. take that tally mark away from Chris. Or I they're not really tally marks anymore because he did ruin the board. They're points now. Yeah. Man. Bring back tally marks. Yeah. I think I've, it just gets a little I've, messy when I have 37 of your tally marks all over the board. I've been on a cold streak ever since the tally marks went away. I don't, I don't think it's been yeah, that long. No, I don't it, think that's what the change been, was. Definitely hasn't been that long. Yeah. Damn, I was gonna be I was gonna be within six of Tud. Ruined. Yeah. Ruined. <laughs> but now I'm uh I'm within three of I know, you. I know. I definitely I I like if we go and back ten of Tud. Yeah. If we go back into the beginning, like there was a point where Ober had like none. There was. He was on a really yeah. cold streak. Yeah. Yeah, the key is to bring beers like this. But I'm like, I laid it out there. I'm like, nobody's checking this in over a four, under three and a half. That's it's just a fine. That's beer. true. You know, it's like you can really narrow narrow it down. That's what I gotta start doing. Or like Tud's approach, which is bring a beer that is too good. Uh, well, I was gonna say that like seventy percent of people check in as a four, and twenty percent of people check in as a four two five, and you just say like four point oh nine or four point one one, and then you just get right. a good strategy. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but uh, there we go. Not recently though. I've I've been I've been way off recently. I also do need to plug this uh, for anybody in Connecticut okay. or the surrounding area. Um, if you are around this upcoming Saturday when you're hearing the sound of my voice, going back to the word that I or the the brewery that I kept on messing up the name of this Saturday, May thirteenth is the Rising Pint at Rentschler Field in East Hartford, Connecticut. Um, I think you could still go to the risingpint.com and buy tickets. Um, but it is, in my opinion. The best beer fest of the year, uh, as far as like attendance goes and overall fun. You know, I think there's still one, in my opinion, I like a little bit better. It's at the end of the season, just when it's still kind of warm in September. Where, you know, May can be hit or miss depending on the weather, but it looks like the weather's going to be good. Um, if it's not, it's still everything's underneath the uh, the concourse, so you're still kind of shaded from wind, shaded from rain. Um, but go check it out. It is it's probably the largest beer fest that Connecticut has to offer, and it's a lot of fun. Um, usually live music, food, shit ton of breweries. So, uh, Chris and Ober, I know you guys have attended this in the past. It was a tradition of ours for a little bit there before you guys decided to, to move to Montana and North Carolina, but, or Tennessee, I guess is where you ended up first, Chris, but right. it is, uh, it is something well worth going to check out. Yeah. Um, look for the drinking alone with friends booth. <laughs> no, we're not that. We're not that. We're not there yet. No, but. no. But I did see our friends over at 1056 uh, Pod. They uh they had a booth at the Connecticut Brewers Guild uh, beer fest a couple weekends ago. So congratulations to them for uh, setting up there and getting to interview some people. That was pretty cool to see them. Uh, I also ran into the guys from Brewhead Entertainment. I'm sure you guys probably saw my picture pop up on their feed uh, as we took a few pictures while we were drinking um so go check those both those guys out too or both those both those groups of guys out and uh thanks for thanks for entertaining me guys cheers well uh yeah hopefully you can maybe uh post a post a selfie to the insta for uh, for our fans from the rising point there 
Will do. But uh, hopefully, if you you know, if you see a guy who looks like he belongs on a podcast, or as Kiwi said, selling beer, um, <laughs> ask if it's Tud, and if so, oh geez, there'll be a uh, lot of them at the Rise and Pipe. <laughs> I know, I know. You got, we have a lot of doppelgangers there, but you know, bald big guy with a beard drinking a beer. Probably only one, honestly. Yeah, I, probably it's the only, only person there who's going to look like me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, well, with that helpful PSA, we're going to head over to the Frosty Mug of Wisdom, uh, where we like to fill it up with stuff we like or love, um, stuff we want to share with you, our loyal fans and listeners, of just like stuff that's improved our lives, um, you know, chairs, stuff, products, those kind of things. Um, Shh, but first, don't blow up my spot yet. I don't have my chair. We got we get our, uh, our Frosty Mug of Wisdom theme song from Jordan. Jordan, take it away. Test your handle. Test your handle. Test your handle. Test your handle. Mug of wisdom. Drink. Mug of wisdom. All right. Thank you. Jordan, um, like my podcast, YouTube. And um, I believe this week I am the rightful earner of the honks. Honk, 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 honk. Another point on the board, 31 to be precise. No, that's Chris. 27 to be precise. There we go. The laziest uh, way of making a seven I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> well, I'm just trying to stick with the, um, like the stadium scoreboard lighting s- numerals because of my my retro font theme i have going on here but um anyway shut up it's my mug <laughs> and um i'm gonna go first i'll play i'm gonna plug the game that tud and i played last week i uh, hope this wasn't your handle tud no I'll, I'll, um, I'll get a different one don't worry just steal my handles yeah well i felt bad because last week you were you know you we had the mario movie that you saw so this is maybe it'll be a co-handle because um that game is deep rock galactic um we were hopping on and it's the game is you are a dwarf in a sci-fi future space setting on a planet that you have to mine stuff minerals um and there's also a lot of alien bugs that are trying to kill you and you work as a team of four to extract these minerals kill all the bugs and uh get off get off the planet and um it's a really fun co-op game uh, it's. I think it's available on pretty much anything. I'm not too sure, but uh, is it just PC? I think it's just Steam. I know you okay. can play. If you have a Steam Deck, you could play it on the Steam Deck too. On Microsoft, on Xbox, you could play. I think on Microsoft t- t- too on Xbox. Okay. Um, but uh, I've been having fun. I got like ten hours in since since we played it last week, and uh, been been enjoying leveling up. And it seems like it has a really wholesome community. Like I don't like playing video games with strangers. And this game is kind of built, the entire concept is like, you kind of need to form a team. But You can um, play it by yourself, as as I finished um, at least one mission by myself. Yeah, you can play it by yourself, but then you lose out on the fun of, like, getting back from the missions and going over to this, the, the space bar and ordering a pint of beer and dancing with the jukebox with all of your teammates before going back to mine some more gold. Um, a lot of fun. It's been around for a little bit, but... Um, a ton of expansions. Tud and I bought it on. 
yeah, ton of expansions. Ted and I bought it on sale on Steam. Uh, so keep an eye out for those those sales and uh, check out the the link in the show notes for a, a trailer. Okay, mm. um, with that, Tud, now that I swiped your handle, what do you got for us? So as you guys all know, or um, I think most of the listeners know, I, I, within the past year, bought a brand new car, the Ford Bronco. Well, in my attempts to keep this thing clean, I have been trying out different products of, of things to, to do to remove dust and grime and dirt and whatever from collecting on the car. And for the most part, I've been successful with cleaning the outside of the car. But it's the inside of the car that needs some work. And I found this thing called Just Stop Universal Cleaning Gel for Car. It's a detailing putty uh, that's like a gel-like substance that you can like smush into like your vents and stuff like that. And like pull it back out and it picks up the dirt particles. Kind of basically like kids like, you know, like the, the slime we played with as kids. Except for this is meant to be dirty and collect dust particles and it's not meant to break apart when it gets hot or too cold or whatever. So I've been using this to pick up like little individual like pieces of dirt around my car in your cup holders and kind of like the crevices that are hard to clean. This stuff is perfect because you just kind of smush it down your cup holder and lift it back up and it sucks all those uh, those dust particles and, and dirt particles out. Obert, I know you uh, as somebody with, you know, an off-roading vehicle yourself and it gets kind of dirty inside and if you ever really want to clean it and give it like a good deep cleanse this is something that's that's really good for picking out like dust fibers or like if you have like dust bunnies like right at like inside your vent that you can't get you just kind of smush this stuff in and pull it out definitely up my alley as uh someone who drives muddy dogs around frequently it's you know it comes in a little kind of like vaseline container it's only like seven bucks so when it's, it's got a little color coding on it. So as it changes colors, you know, like it's time to throw it out because it went from blue to green or from green to yellow. It just basically it's color changing with the amount of dirt residue that gets in there. So, so far so good. Uh, it seems to be working great. It's got, you know, it's got a unique smell to it. Uh, it doesn't smell terrible. It kind of smells a little, I would say a little flowery, um, Kind of feels like you're playing with slime for, as a kid, but it it has done wonders with cleaning out the the hard to reach places that I couldn't quite get to with a rag in my car. Mm. So I recommend checking this out, uh, Chris. If you want to clean up the Prius, give it you know a good good over cleaning or the, the Traverse. You know that thing probably needs to be cleaned too. This is perfect oh, yeah. for that. Kids, Th- make this thing mess. will pick up Cheerios, would pick up anything that it gets stuck to. Uh, I need forty of them. So so. Do you just keep making it dirty until it eventually becomes just a big ball of dirt, or can you like wash it? No, no. It's it once it goes from. So I have the blue one. So once it goes from blue to, to green, that's when they say to throw it out and get a new one. Okay, okay. So that that was my thought too, Chris. Because like an analogy for me is like the world I live in. If I use a lint roller, it's like how many sheets do you need to clean one article of clothing? Yes. Type of a world. So I'm worried that my car is too dirty for this project. <laughs> well, luckily, it's like I said, it's pretty cheap. It's $6.99 per canister. So per goop. Per goop. It's not, it's not overly terrible. It's not going to break the bank. Um, and I've used it a bunch of times now, and it's still still as blue as the day I got it. So I feel like, I feel like I'm in Oberts. I feel like it's been so long since I've done like a deep clean on my car that it would be... I, I'd, I'd have to get multiple goops. 
maybe you want to buy multiple ones. Or, you know, there's also a purple color that I, you know, might last a little bit longer before it changes colors. <laughs> I think as long as it's still... Yeah, I'm trying to figure out the color scheme. Is there like a heavy-duty version? As long as it's still colorful, or as long as it's still sticky, I don't see why it would uh, fail to work, I guess. Yeah. No, right. it's, I mean, I've seen I've seen commercials or, or, or products like it. it. I'm always like, oh, that'd be interesting. But today I was looking at my car and I was like, oh, God, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, the pictures on here, they, they have someone using it on their keyboard. Ooh, oh, that's not bad. Uh, their calculator. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at my work laptop today. I was like, man, I need to clean this thing. This thing's gross. Maybe get some of this. I get some goop. And it does advertise that it's a... Uh... There's no cleaning involved. It's eco-friendly. I don't know how it's eco-friendly. Don't ask me that one. And it, and it's it's made with ethanol, water, and guar gum. So I don't know how that's eco-friendly. But hey, you know what? It works. Best product I've they found can so say far. That. Yeah, there you go. Okay, last handle, Chris. What do you got for us? All right. So I have an app um, that Dana, Dana found and I have used. Um, and I don't know if you guys have heard of this app. And I also don't know exactly how to pronounce it. It's either Temu or Temu, T-E-M-U. I don't know if you guys have heard this this app before. So this is an app that you haven't used that your wife used. And no, you don't I, know how to I have. It. I have used it. I have used it. Um, she just she founded it, and she to be to be honest, she's more obsessed with it than than I am. But there's a reason for it. So um, so this Temu, I've, I've been calling it Temu Temu app, Temu app, whatever. Um, Um, it is the best way i can describe it it's like it's like wish except the stuff you get isn't like all super janky and crappy um and as a for instance we've we've ordered uh it all started with buying uh pokemon plushes for my for my kids uh, cause there's a lot of, uh, there's a lot of plushies on there, a lot of plushies and they're, they're very much not backed by the Pokemon company is what I should say. These are off brand Smushmallows. The kind, I mean, kinda, they're definitely like, um, like it's with, not Squirtle, it's Squirtle. But, but, but yeah, but yes, like, uh, like when you look up like Rayquaza or Charizard, it's like, it's like black dragon toy or whatever when and then very very clearly it's a it's a shiny Charizard or whatever. Um, so it's Alibaba, just not Alibaba. Yeah. But Temu. But Temu. Yeah. Um now obviously at first very skeptical uh when ordering off of this site. It's like, well, who has my information now, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um but upon re- upon receiving the product, like it actually is like pretty good quality stuff. I was very very surprised. Um like the like because I was ex- I was expecting like deformed like miss miss sewn all of that but but for the most part like I mean outside of a few maybe color shade choices that may not be 100% correct but my my five and my my five and my two year old do not care they 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 love everything we get and it comes in a bright yellow a bright orange package sorry so whenever we get a bright orange package you're like what's in the package is it for us and I was like no it's not stop it so. <laughs> Um, and, uh, since then, uh, we've gone on, uh, she's ordered a few other things for herself. I've ordered, um, secondhand switch controllers, um, for me, as well as a couple pins for my vest at work that are just funny. And, uh, it's like free shipping. Everything's like pretty cheap. Uh, you know, you just get, it's not always the easiest to like search for stuff because you can't just put in like Nintendo switch controller. Cause 
Yeah. They're, they're, so, so how did you find the Charizard? Is my question. If, if so, it's Black Dragon something, I I'm I'm not a hundred percent certain how how she f- ended up finding them. She finds more Pokemon stuff than I do, but like it is it is a little bit kind of like a like a hit or miss kind of thing. But it's free shipping, and the stuff that we've gotten so far has been good quality stuff. So I'm like, okay, listen, listen, Temu, like. <laughs> So you're saying Mr. Moo is not out there stealing your information. I mean, he might be. He very well might be, but it's no different than Facebook. The, the long yeah, con. No, yeah. no, no different than Facebook or, or TikToks or all the other people that have my information. So um, so you said it's free shipping. Is it like on the boat from China or like is it like two days? No, no, no. It Depending on what you get, it is not, it is, it is not two-day shipping. Um, but it is not like we've gotten everything probably within a week. So... No, okay. it's not too. It's not yeah. too bad. It's not like some of the horror stories you hear, where you're like, "I ordered it." Like, I think honestly, I think I ordered a T-shirt like a month and a half ago that I still haven't gotten from some some website. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like, I should. I was like, I should check on this, I guess. But, <laughs> um, but notice that website has not been a handle. No, no, it has not, and it won't and be. It probably will not. <laughs> they it's probably not a website run by Mister Moo. They probably do have yeah. my information. <laughs> um but anyways check it out temu there's an app um and uh you know if you're looking for something cheap off-brand kind of thing i I, listen we've we've used it it's worked for us check it out i'm looking at this website right now and it's uh i see the interesting uh searching function it's uh, (laughs) a it's a weird way of doing it yep yep it definitely is not not ideal but you can you can you can you can find some 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 it's like it's like it's like a treasure hunt <laughs> and a shopping experience all at once <laughs> there you go best tagline for the there app there you go you're welcome to yeah. move so with that we'd like to thank you all for listening uh we'd like to thank the brewers who provided today's beers i will thank jester king for their mr migo no mr mingo i am i apologize i would like to thank rising tide for their classic wicked whoopee um also thank you to uh Rodney for bringing it on down. And I want to thank founders for their all-day Crimson Sky. Please make sure you head over to social media and follow us everywhere at DAWF Podcast. Also, make sure you send your emails to DAWFpodcast at gmail.com. Also, head over to Discord and join the conversation over there where we have, you know, a group of a good contingent of us talking live. Uh, you, you can join. You can see that conversation that Sal had where he was talking about uh, Emily and her... Her five-star rating of the Mr. Bojangles uh, <laughs> iced tea. Um, but stuff like that. Better than the real thing. Better than the real thing. Uh, also, head over to Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. You can help support this podcast and get uh, little episodes. Most recently, uh, we posted a St. Patrick or not St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> a couple months late on that one. A Cinco de Mayo episode where Obert drank a unique... Mexican cocktail, I'll say, called a, uh, what was it called? Cantaritos. Cantaritos. So if you want to hear more about that, head over there. And you also get to hear me play the saxophone at the end of every episode. So head over there now. And it also helps support the podcast where we get to do fun things like go around and drink beer together in other states. That's how we're drinking together with friends came along. It was due to you guys. So make sure you go do that. If not, go leave us a five-star rating and a review. Um, and make sure you're telling your friends and your family or anybody else who likes craft beer about this cool podcast with three guys who love to drink beer and love to have fun. With that, my name's Tud. My name's Chris. And I'm Obert. And remember, if you're drinking alone, do it with friends. Mr. Temu, it's not a bad, it's not a bad app. 
No, it's not. I really wish we knew how to pronounce it. No, we we figured it out. I think we we figured yeah, it out. Okay, move. And I also like that its tagline is "Shop like a billion. That, that's not how I would want to shop. I would want to shop like a poor person. <laughs> well, well, you're in luck. <laughs> Do I have an app for you? Can you not afford on-brand stuff? Shop like a poor person. Ooh, you can win up to $77 with this coupon. I got a $20. Oh, oh, spun backwards. I got a $77 coupon. Let's go. Nice. 90% off Mother's Day. That's 